this again. This is the Be You Stole It All Give It Back podcast. I am Fifi Patterson. This is... This is Nick. Just Nick. Yeah, just Nick. We are doing this. And, uh, what's up? What's going on? I don't know. Off. Most deaf. The world is in upheaval, but we have the last poets here to sum up the news of the week. Oh, the white man's got a god complex. Hey, brother, there was some talk by one of our three listeners of changing up the last poets. I consider that suggestion. Obviously, I rejected that suggestion. <laughs> we are not uh, here yeah, to give the no, people what they want. I don't think it's want. lost its charm yet. No. Think, and, and being that we only have like three listeners, yeah. I was really getting turned off of it, by the way. Yeah. And did we lose one of them? I, 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 we, I think. Do we offend somebody in the last podcast and we lost somebody? Is that true? Uh I don't think we lost him. I think he's still there. You know, he'll get over it. He'll, he'll, he'll work it out. Okay, he'll, he'll bounce back. Yeah, and the, and the other listener was was moving. Uh, Tom Cruise, mom shoes, Gab. He he he's been moving, so he, I don't think he checked out the last one. Oh, okay, yeah, I saw that. He said he, I saw something on his feed about how he didn't have a Wi-Fi for a few days, which I'd imagine would be very uh, tough for anyone, especially Tom Cruise mom shoes. Yeah, he's so. he's he's all about high speed uh, connection these days. Yeah. So, uh, so what album are we doing this week that I chose? But I'm gonna act like I don't know what the album <laughs> is. So that you could jump in and say it. It is Madonna. Self-titled album, Madonna, her first, very yeah. first album. How excited were you about this? Uh, not that excited. I mean, I was I was a bit surprised that it's even on, you know, it made the, the your small list of possible albums to choose from. Yeah, you know, I, I like it. I, I have a lot of respect for, for this album. Why? Um, you know, I, I mean, it's, uh, I just think it's a really good album and, uh, I really like the production value. I like the simplicity of it. And you what know, percentage, what percentage for you is it nostalgia and, and what is it you actually really like that? I like the album drops out of nowhere. First time you heard it, 2018, it comes out like, are you into it? I mean, I think I would definitely be into it. I mean, I th- I think the nostalgia. I would think the nostalgia is like twenty percent. I think eighty percent is straight 20? up. Twenty. Yeah. Wow. Why? Well, I was gonna go in the seventies. You think it was seventy percent nostalgia? Yo, I'm I'm yeah. gonna hold back. I'm 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 pretty <laughs> offended by that. That's that's offensive. That's offensive. No, 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 because, I mean, come on, like, these these are classic songs that were out when we were kids. How is it not nostalgia? I mean, I really wasn't that connected to, 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 to any of these songs when I was a kid. I mean, they came on the radio. I liked them when they were on the radio. But it's really only recently that I've kind of, like, gotten into, I don't know, I've somewhat gotten into Madonna. So you, you weren't into her, basically, before you were 10? I mean, which is I, when she was I doing think, it, basically. Yeah, when like Madonna in her prime, I was never like a huge fan. I don't think I ever had any Madonna tapes 
growing up, but like when she came on TV, I like always respected her. Like it was always like, oh, okay, Madonna. This was okay. something I want to ask you. In uh, in Pulp Fiction, there's an extra scene on the in where uh, when Vincent Vega, are you following me with this so far? You remember Vincent Vega, right? Yeah. The yes. John, uh, John, uh, the Scientology guy's character. So he goes to Uma Thurman's house. She comes out with a video camera and she starts like asking him questions. And one of the things she asks them is, are you a Beatles person or an Elvis person? You may like both, but every, every person likes one more than the other. And Vince okay. Vega was obviously an Elvis person. She didn't even wait for him to answer. I think for us growing up, you were either more of a Madonna person or a Michael Jackson person. So I was definitely, and uh, you know, I like both, but I definitely liked Madonna more than Michael Jackson. I could have sworn it was either Michael Jackson or Prince. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that they were quite. The. I but mean, that I, was the I, battle. I, that was that was the battle. Is, is no, but it's not. It's not. Better, it's not a matter Jackson of a battle. It's, it's 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 that they're like sort of opposed. Like Prince and Michael Jackson. Like there wasn't really. I mean, well, Prince had some politics to him, but. I don't know. I just think there's more of a philosophical face-off between Madonna and Michael Jackson than Prince and Michael Jackson. All right, I never even thought of that. But um, okay, so so you, what were you? You were more Madonna. Yeah, so? absolutely. Because okay. I remember okay. my because at least her songs. I mean, I I mean she's not like Bob Dylan or anything, but there was at least sort of a little bit of a politics behind them, with you know sort of feminism and sort of like there was like a you know a gay element to it that you know I appreciated. Okay. So, were do you think as a kid were you more were you were you more like Michael Jackson or Madonna? I was more Michael Jackson. I I you know I loved um I listened to his album straight through. I used to you know th those those were classics. I never owned a Madonna album. However, I listened to her more on the radio because for some reason it came on the radio more when I was a kid. It was um, um I was I was on. Uh, I would I would I was on whatever radio station while I was playing with Connects. I don't know if you remember Connects, but those are like those were like, like Lego. You don't? Oh, it's like Legos. It's like Legos, but they look more like straws, like the pieces. They're like straws, and you can connect all these straws together and stuff. And oh, okay. um, I, feel, so, I feel like I feel like they're bootleg. I feel like your parents got you bootleg Legos. Is that what happened? Yeah, uh, that's that. That was, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> it, it wasn't because it, Legos had like official like blocks, like yeah. sturdy these sturdy pieces that you just they fit and like they're not going anywhere. Like if you put four pieces together, they're a, that's a thing. You just created a a bench or you created a yeah a shovel or something with mm -hmm. yeah th like the the connects were really like flimsy. Um, but you could do a lot of stuff with them because it was like longer pieces, so you could build a house quicker than a Lego okay. thing. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's what I was listening to. It was freestyle music, and it was Madonna on the radio. Okay. So that's what I was uh, into when I was like four, five, six. Um. So so that was uh. Yeah. I mean, I always uh. I mean, my, I always thought, I always respected her. I remember my sister once dressed up as like Madonna and went to her concert. I think probably, uh, probably around the period of her second album, I would say, not the first album. 
So I remember right. when she was like, I can remember when she was getting ready for that. And, uh, yeah, I just always sort of thought she was cool. But um, I was never, like, super into the music. It was just, like, when it came on, I would like it. Right. And, uh, and no, I actually... Catchy. Yeah, they're catchy. And they're, they they stand up. They're good songs. And they're, they're, good, they're good beats. They're not, like, amazing beats, but they're, like, good beats for pop music. Right. Um... So, so okay, so you say you, you liked how, you know, basically she looked cool. Your sister looked cool dressing as Madonna, so... Well, I didn't think... I'm, I'm not going to give a, my sister too much credit. I don't think she looked cool. She just looked like she was, you know... She, uh, but she pulled young, it off. She pulled out the Madonna look decently, right? I mean, I, maybe someone else would think of it that way, but uh, I was, I'm was i too immature even now to give, give her that much credit. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so the point is that did she did Madonna have like a cooler style than like a lot of these other pop I feel I feel like these pop stars are just like these days from like, you know, the nineties on is they're just corny. Unless it's it's it was like boys to men or whatever or Belle Biv DeVoe like Well she had a that, cooler well she had a cooler thing going because she basically adopted like she found a way to adopt like the street style from the early '80s, New York, and but turn that's it into a pop isn't thing. she from LES or like she was at least living yeah. there for a while? Yeah, like she dated Jean Michel Basquiat, like you know she was like all up in it, pretty much. Yeah, no, she looked like a street girl. Whereas you look at all right, I don't know an example, Britney Spears or whatever, you know, and and it's just like these little girls who are from nowhere. Or you know, in sync like all these other pop musicians, they don't have any actual stuff. Like they're just whatever the their manager or their their record yeah, like, label like, tells no, them how she to had, dress. She had an actual vision as opposed to all these people who are like, oh, I bet I can help sell soda. Like you know, that's yeah, basically, that's right. basically all they're doing. And we judge them here at the You Stole It All Give It Back podcast <laughs> negatively. But Madonna, not so much. She's she's she you know, she had actual skills. No, she didn't steal anything. She gave us things. Well, I mean, she did do the pop star thing wherein she sort of like you know, she I mean, she actually did the effort and she went out in the streets and she like saw these elements that she could sort of like streamline and create like this pop identity with it, which you know she actually put in the legwork, so I could respect that. Yeah, I heard she she used to like to date uh, Puerto Ricans in LES. She would like like go around in a limo and just pick up these these Puerto Rican dudes. I mean, I mean that's an urban legend. I mean that's something that's something we've heard. I believe it. <laughs> it's you know it's it's moderately believable. I mean you know yeah. I mean, if you're buying I me, mean, she had to have done it at least once. Right. Uh, no, I think it happened a lot. Uh, you know, I could definitely. She, she, she knows what she's like. She knows that she wants sex. That's the and that's that's good. That's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, so why not go for a Puerto Rican in the Lower East Side? It makes perfect sense. Okay. I mean, uh, I feel like. I feel like now you're projecting a little. I feel like you're revealing something about yourself here, which leads me to the next question is, did this album make you feel less masculine while you were listening to it? Um, the more I listened to it, yes. Okay. Yes. 
How so? But only because like the songs would stick in my head, like even hours after listening to it, like the words. Oh, the words specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah, the words would be like, cause you know, I'm I'm hearing the beat, and then, of course, the words are just another instrument. So those mm. those those words come in, and so you know, I'm 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 thinking of Lucky Star, and it's ooh, come on, shine your heavenly body tonight, <laughs> and I just like oh, I just said that in my head. <laughs> it's as bad as saying it out loud. Yeah. And you can't like yeah you you lose a little bit of mass like you uh you can't try to like gain it back immediately by talking to the maintenance guy at your job about you know LeBron went to the Lakers or whatever. Uh yeah I mean I mean yeah I I mean I guess I feel the same I mean I I felt less masculine but only in a way that doesn't matter that was the way I saw it like it was like like it's basically like. Oh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it makes me break down a part of, a, a part of the facade, which I don't really think I do generally, but it's sort of, yeah, it makes you sort of feel less tough, but in a way that really isn't necessary. So I was fine with that. Yeah, I was fine with it too. It was no big deal. It was, it was just a strange, I don't usually listen to stuff that has lyrics like this. So it was just a strange thing to be reciting this these lyrics they're very very madonna-ish and yeah like i would i would be doing something and thinking of like physical attraction and it would be you know (laughs) sort of you know if you if you sort of went with it your sort of posture and would change a little maybe your walk and you know so but you know that's that's no big deal that's what that's what art does it has you know explore different (laughs) facets of yourself so so I mean, the so main thing like is, phys- is that it affected you more than me. But moving on. All right, but I mean, we could move on to physical attraction. I, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up um, that they do have apart from another song. Do you remember the group Spandu Ballet? I don't yeah, know if I'm they- saying it right. Uh, I think Salmon Ballet, yeah. Did they have, what did they have? They had like the main song in the Breakfast Club or something? Yeah, something like that. So it was it was called True. So it's like the same, on, so on on Physical Attraction, it's that, that same exact riff that, that's like the main riff on Spandu Ballet. Like I'll play it. I'll play the Spandu Ballet song. Oh, oh, YouTube thwarting me at every. Yeah, see, this one, this won't be a problem if you had records. But no, I just realized I just pulled another record. It, uh, no, the, the, um, the, the, uh, the Breakfast Club song is "Don't You Forget About Me." That's Simple Minds. So I don't remember what their big song was. Okay. That, that part right there, like she does that on physical attraction. And this came out before, so was that was that intentional? Uh, I was mean, that a maybe. producer move? You know, like like it was like, all right, this is this is kind of a catchy tune right here. So let's kind of just get people into something that we know they're already into, anyways. 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's in like the eighties that was like a big thing. Yeah. And, I mean, and speaking of samples, that was like you know like that beat right there. Uh, PM Dawn took that straight up, took that um, for a set of drift on Memory Bliss. Oh yeah. PM Dawn, the lead MC who got really dissed by KRS KRS One at a battle somewhere, and like he like pretty much never recovered from it. Yeah. So, so would you consider this album more of a dance album or a pop album? Oh, um, it's a pop. I I would consider it definitely a pop album. Um. But you can dance to a lot of these songs. I I don't know how you want to label it. Um, it's 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 that it's that kind of pop where if you want to dance to it, you're dancing the Madonna dance where she looks in one direction, raises her right arm, looks in the other direction, raises her left arm. It's just like the Madonna dance. Like you you do the bent arm type of dance. Yeah, I like how you did that. It was like it was like you were standing at the front of a choreography canvas. So you're like, "All right, we're gonna do the Madonna dance. Here's here's how it goes." <laughs> yeah, uh, but for almost all those songs early on, like that was her move. Um, and I was too young. I don't know if people were actually doing that move also, but um, I don't know. I mean, listen, there's a lot of beats that have like some kind of freestyle rhythm in them, and that's like kind of dance music. Um, on holiday, they do that. The the how it starts off with that piano key sound thing. That's a that's a freestyle move. That's like a freestyle instrument rhythm. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, listen, there's definitely cool in the gang influences. Um, you know, like they they have funk on that uh, the, the 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 bass rhythm on holiday. Mm-hmm. Like it has that quick strumming that just rides the drums perfectly. You know, um, yeah, Holiday, so, yeah, Holiday I mean, I, is th- pretty perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect, that's a perfect song. That's like one of those. Okay, so what do you think about the production? Like just the production of the beats and everything. And I think it's, I mean, I think it's really good. I think it's really well done. Um, I think it's very influenced by yeah, again, early '80s New York. Like I think also you could kind of hear an influence of like the beat we played at the beginning of the last episode. Uh, well, I guess two episodes ago with the Fab Five Freddy down by law. It, there's sort of like an element mm-hmm. of that to it. It's like, um, and yeah, the way it's layered, it's very, I mean, it's very like New York City, early dance, early hip hop kind of, kind of beats. And, um, and, uh, yeah, yeah it's just, it's just, I mean, they're just all really on point. I mean, burning up is probably my favorite beat on the record. That's like, I mean, if I had to say which my favorite song burning up would be the one. Okay. Even though it even though it has you know slightly gratuitous uh, guitar sound to it, but you know '80s guitar sound to it, but I mean it still works for me. I, I was I'm surprised. I, I thought it would be something else. Um, what were you thinking of my my favorite song was gonna be? I mean, lucky lucky star, borderline, or holiday. Like those. I mean, yeah, the, I mean they're the up there, but yeah, I mean there's something about burning up where it's like, yeah, this is the one. Okay. Was which was um, your favorite one? The my favorite one is is um is Lucky Star. 
Oh, okay. Uh, I, I mean, just just from the way it comes in in the beginning with that, like it's 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 got this like perfect um, blend of like kind of spacey kind of sounds, and but then it just comes in with like the the 80s kind of like moog synth sounds and stuff, and it it's something it does something in the beginning where it just like it has this warm kind of feeling, um, kind of early on and it just like builds up. And when the beat really kicks in, um, you know, it, it's almost like the, the, they did the, the hard work already. The heavy lifting was done. Now it's just like Madonna just can do her Madonna thing. Yeah, I mean, you could really hear in this album where it's sort of like you, there, it's for the radio in that it's like, yo, we got to we gotta get them in the first 30 seconds. And I think in this album, most most all the singles, they're like really like that, where it's like the, like you're half like you got one foot in just from like the first 15 to 30 seconds. Yeah, the end. I think yeah. the intro to Lucky Star and Borderline are very similar. Which one do you think? I mean, I'm guessing you like the intro to Lucky Star more than Borderline. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's just perfect. Like and then like the, once they bring in that plucked bass guitar and i only really hear jazz musicians use that but mm-hmm. like the way that that they use it for momentum on the tempo um it just kind of allows all the other sounds to just come in enter do their job and then exit real smooth like it's it, it, it's it's i think it's a perfect beat honestly yeah i mean uh and i mean for me i like i like the intro to borderline a little better and when i talk about nostalgia like there's something about like the first 10, 15 seconds of Borderline where it's like all, where it's like that 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 one part really brings me back. Then uh, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, I got that too. I got that from that too. It's funny. I I, I heard like I was I went to Dwayne Reed to get some money, um, and they're playing Lucky Star. You know, these these songs are on this album just classics. Oh, I, that reminds me of like two weeks ago, I was sitting by, um, I do this like once a year, I'll like sit in a park in New York City and read just to say I did it once a year. It just feels like the right thing to do. So I did that like a couple weeks ago on Houston Street, like by the basketball courts. Okay. Like I was like facing the street, like I was basically on the steps. And there was a guy, a very, I will, I will just say a very real New Yorker with, I guess, it was sort of a boombox, but I think it was more like a Bluetooth sort of boombox situation. And he was playing uh, Borderline. So, and I was like, I was like, so that made me very like, all right, that's a sign. We're doing, we're doing Madonna. This is, he, he, he picked, he picked the album. You know, you know what else happened? I'm listening. Uh, so I picked up uh, my, my daughter the other day and I'm walking down the street and I, so I have the I'm listening to the album and it's um it's holiday and I see this guy um he's about to go I don't know it's some kind of center down the block like I don't know old folks home or abused parent uh, wives or something and mm-hmm. this guy is about to go in there but like turns around and walks kind of near me and then he like bends down and stashes a box cutter underneath like some some uh some brush i was like god damn that's just old school new york shit right there and then walks back because i guess they had security and he didn't want the security thing to go off 
you know, so the very New York stuff happening while I'm listening to this album. It would have been it would have been even better if you had a box cutter on you and you put the, your box cutter next to his. Uh, he could have come <laughs> back and be like, "Oh, I got a free box cutter. This is awesome." <laughs> Two for the price of one. <laughs> yeah, this is working out great. And then he would probably sing, you know, uh, "Lucky Star" after that. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So, what? So, if 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 you could. Uh, put any of these songs on a mix cd what would right. it be yeah you i mean you know you know you're you're probably more familiar than anyone with my mix cds i mean i really i, I haven't really been into them that much lately but i don't know the only one i could see really like fitting in the flow of one of my mix cds is like burning up i just i just feel okay. like i just feel like the other songs would be a bit too out of jarring and like out of sync with the rest of the songs. I mean, I would like the challenge of like fitting a holiday onto one of them, but yeah, it would probably be hard to transition from like Pink Floyd into holiday. Even though now thinking of it, I would like the challenge. So, so holiday, that's one of those songs um, that like, there was a moment in there that made me kind of mad at you for, for selecting Madonna as yeah uh it's it's really bad because like okay so 338 3 minutes 38 seconds in ho- into holiday there's this sound that she makes it's that um it's i i can't even do it it's just just really can you play well, it well no no can now you, you got to do it come on let's go just do it 338 holiday there's a really bad sound that she makes, and I just can't. And she's talking about holiday. You know, I can't imagine anyone, like, going on a holiday or, like, thinking about going on a holiday and making this sound. Like, it just sounds – it sounds bad. Like, I would never purchase a ticket on a computer and make this, huh, yeah, sound or whatever the hell is bad. Can <laughs> <laughs> you bring it up? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what your problem is. Holiday? Who? How can you not like Holiday? It's some, it's some I like the song. You. It's, it's and, this And, you know, this, li- this links me up to if I ever ran, like, an office or any sort of – I employed a bunch of people, which, you know, probably isn't going to happen. But if I did, well, there would be a policy in my office, and I had this in my head way before we were going to do this album. It would be a policy where to get vacation time, you would have to sing Holiday. You have to sing the whole song. I mean, I don't know the whole song. I mean, I would probably settle for like a, a verse and a chorus, but like you would really have to get into that verse and chorus. So then it would also be motivating. Like you wouldn't want to tell people you're taking vacation time because then people would know, like, I got to be on the lookout. This guy's going to have to sing holiday. It's so bad. Like that moment is so bad. You can't bring it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get it. I'm gonna try and bring it up. It's so bad. And also, it's worth noting. Um, Holiday is in one of my favorite scenes. Not one. I mean, it's high up there as far as scenes in a movie. And the wedding singer when he sort of like loses his mind after his uh his fiance dumps him, and he's at a wedding and he's like. <laughs> singing holiday and you know as a super depressed person which is almost impossible and it's a really good scene because also the backup singer is oblivious to the fact that he's depressed 
and is like <laughs> having a grand time singing back up on holiday. Very good scene. All right. I found it. All right. Let, let me just play it for the listeners real quick and for you. It's, it's at 3.38 holiday. that yeah what's wrong with that nobody nobody ever ever tried to get a, on a, a holiday at their work and said that like when the boss said okay i mean that's not the, that i mean it still fits the flow of the song really well no, it works feel, it works I don't, I don't i don't feel like you're you're you're, you're understanding what i'm saying i'm I, I feel like it made you uncomfortable well, okay, that that moment made me, made me kind of. It made you uncomfortable. Not okay with this. Yeah, it made you yeah, uncomfortable. It's, it's an uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable moment. You you can't handle you know her uh, her her whole steez. I can't I can't handle her 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 strong femininity. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> All right. Well, the only part that that made me question the decision was in the beginning of. Uh, which one is it? Is uh, I know it. Like the, it's like it like comes in like the, this super cheesy '80s uh, keyboard sound. So that was like that was definitely the song I liked the least. And um, even though which it's so, it somewhat recovers, I I know it the the fourth song. What well, uh, the fourth song? I don't know. What's the name? I know it. Know the name? That's the name of the song. I know it. Oh, oh, my bad. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you were like, I thought you were like, I know it. I know it. I'm no, telling no, you. No, 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 <laughs> no. Hold on. I'm playing this too loud. All right, hold on. Yeah, that's a super cheesy 80s sound right there. Yeah. Like that's like quintessential bad movie. Um, you know, bad bully with blonde hair pushing pushing the pushing the nerd kind of thing. So so my most hated song is Everybody Dance and Sing. Are you kidding me? I it's too much it's too, it's too many instructions. Way too many instructions. It's too you obvious. Really, it's like you, really, if I w- you really can't deal with Madonna, man. You really like she. If if I want to dance and sing, I'll do it. I don't need you to tell me to do it. That's not the point. She's Just not- say a song about something. Don't say a song about dancing and singing with the words dance and sing. Oh, I, I-, I don't need that much information. It's not information. It's just it's encouragement. I, no, you get encouragement. From the vibe of the song, you don't need to say that in the words. I don't. I don't like to be pushed to to like do a, a dance and a sing. You know, I don't want to say. Let's put it like this. I don't want to um, sing. Everybody dance and sing. Okay. I don't want those words to come out of my mouth. I mean, I, I guess I should. I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, I've seen you at, at enough. Uh, office uh, birthday parties to know that yeah it's very hard to force enthusiasm on you no wait you're the same way what do you mean <laughs> i feel like i could fake it a little more than, than you are you kidding me <laughs> i mean 
I mean, now as I say it, I realize that maybe I'm wrong about that. But still, you 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 bring enough and a lot of negative energy yourself. Come on. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Listen, I just I didn't want to feel ultra corny, but like you you would go to make people uncomfortable if they even attempted to come up to you, like if they were gonna come up to you and and like hand you a Christmas. Uh, a thing at Christmas like you know oh it's Christmas time hey here you go like you would make them feel like shit <laughs> I don't they I would don't never want to talk to you after that like whenever anyone tried to do anything anything festive for you or with you you made them feel so stupid that let like you just lost I lost uh you know work friends because of that because of of how you how you would treat them in the holidays Especially Christmas. Uh, all right, all right. You might have a point there, but I mean, I can, I can, you know, I don't mind. I like everybody. I don't know the song, not not people. I I, I stress not people, but I like the song. Everybody. <laughs> all right. All right. Um. So I I think uh, I think that about. I think uh, that's it. Yeah, I think that about covers it. Really, yeah, really good album. I don't think it's like a great album, but I think it's uh, it's very good. But also, I'm in a little bit of a quandary. I had like a dollar copy that I bought a long time ago. Then I decided I didn't want it, and I sold it. I regret that decision. Then on record store day, they came out with um with like a picture disc. So like as like as the record's playing now, it's like Madonna's face spinning around. I just that's a bit much. I need to go get another copy, like a regular copy of the album can't handle that yeah yeah all right so what have you uh have you been listening to anything good this week not really i mean i've I've been trying to get um my daughter into seager ross and that's been going surprisingly well like she she seems to perk up whenever she hears uh jonesy singing like out of nowhere so that new album liminal uh, it starts off real. I, I like the way it starts off. It, it you know, it doesn't carry throughout, but like it, it has a good like. I feel like they do that on every album. They start off really good and then. How long ago did Liminal come out? It doesn't quite build, huh? How long ago did Liminal come out? I think Liminal came out about a month ago or something. You sent me an email, actually. Is um, that the thing? Is that a new album or it's like remixes or like orchestral versions? I don't know, honestly. Like the way that they they phrased liminal, they said it's some ongoing piece of work, of uh, a living and breathing organism. I don't quite understand. Like, just say if it's a new album or not. I don't really get what their point is. Yeah. But it to me, it sounds like new stuff. So I've been I, I was listening to it, and it, it, you know. I mean, yeah, I actually, I could see, yeah, baby, connecting with yeah Jonesy's voice. Jonesy has, I think, the prettiest voice I've ever heard, possibly. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put him that high up there. But he's very good at what he does. And, uh, you know, Seager Ross can be I'm just saying amazing. it's a pretty voice. Like, there's no... Oh, no, I mean, I'm not... I mean, like, I could... I mean, I could see... So, I mean, I don't have... I mean, if that's your favorite one, I'm fine with that. I mean, I could see it. He has a really cool voice. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't see hear anyone else with that uh, natural skill, right now. I'm saying, I saw him on the street once, 
and uh, I had I did not even want to attempt to say anything to him because I did not think that was gonna go well. Nah, nah, nah. Don't try to say anything to him. Yeah. It's you. You might scare him. Like I feel like he's a deer. Just don't scare him away. Yeah, he did look. Yeah, there was a level I felt of fear, and when I passed him very quickly. Yeah, I I I love him. You know, I love what these these songs they did early on. But um, yeah, I like I I wouldn't dare talk to him. He's he's just like on another planet. Yeah, like, and I realized that when we saw him live, and like he did that thing where it seemed like there was a. It was like it was cool, like light effects. Like they did this thing where it was like an alien spaceship was like shining a light on him, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, that, that's a good visual." Like he does sound like he's not from here. Yeah. Uh, and also, mm-hmm. and also, I remember he he when he first came out with a solo album. I'll tell you the story, but the, the three listeners haven't heard it. He came out with a solo record, so he was gonna do like all these in store record in store shows. And uh, I think there was like a dozen scheduled and he did one and immediately canceled all the other ones. It was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> well, cause also the way he sings. Yeah. I can't imagine like being in a well-lit room, looking at people singing the way he does. Uh, that's, that's not going to work. It's his, his, his voice is too personal. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it almost didn't seem right. Like watching it in some big crowd in like that auditorium. We were at King's theater. Yeah. It was it's 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 not like you're not it's not jams. You know what I mean? Like it's just like these emotions, constant emotions from every single instrument. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing that he like developed this style and like really went all the way with it. Because, yeah, I would I I mean, because I mean, I couldn't even picture doing like, yeah, it's a weird vocal style and you really it's 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 you know it's pretty amazing that he he went as far with it as he did i mean and right. they're still doing it yeah and then and, and they lost the piano player and they're still yeah i mean they can generate a whole lot of power with just three uh musicians it's, it's pretty impressive so what, what about you what are you listening to um well today i was pretty excited i just i got um you know the cure right band oh yeah yeah so they yeah, they yeah. once early on they had this single where they called themselves cult hero and on one side is the song i'm a cult hero and on the other side is uh, i dig you so it was this seven inch it was always like it always every time i'd see it it was always like 50 to you know 40 to 50 dollars which is a bit too pricey for me i was able to get it from somebody in canada for like 25 and it just arrived today pretty exciting I'm going to play it. And uh, it's a little more sort of funny than most Cure songs. I mean, it's just a good beat. I like early Cure. It's like, you know, three people. It's just good stuff. Yeah. So I'll I'll post that. Nice. So I was I was uh I'm pretty excited about that. I mean excited for probably All the right. next forty five minutes and then the excitement will dissipate. <laughs> All right. All right, and last um, thing, you you finally watched the Barber episode of Atlanta. What 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 do you think? 
Oh, I mean, that guy's great. The the barber. What would I've never seen him before. He's hilarious. What do you think about Paperboy? I mean, he's a good straight man in the episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Like it. It kind of reminded me of like. Um. I know you don't watch it, but Arrested Development. Like how Jason Bateman is just the constant straight man always. Yeah. Uh, and all these other guys are just nuts. And uh. Um, and uh, what was? Did you have like a favorite part or? Uh, um, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of it right now. It, but it's it was all just all right. Well, I could I think, think I of one. You, I could. But I te- I texted you some part. You texted me a couple lines, but uh, the one part I love and I think about all the time is he's still wearing the barber uh, cape, paper boy. He's still waiting to get a haircut. He, he brings him to the the barber brings him to his girlfriend's house. He's like trying right. to tell the girlfriend that he was just helping him with car troubles, and she asks, <laughs> and she asks, uh, "Why, why, why is, why is he wearing a cape?" And he's like, "He's a magician. How am I supposed to know?" So that's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, magician, right, right. Yeah, that was real funny. And then he sort of, and then Paperboy kind of lifts his arm, like he adds some flair to the to the cape. So it really works. Yeah. And then also when Paperboy <laughs> at the end of the episode, when Paperboy like sits in somebody else's chair. And the barber is like, um, you know, offended. Like he, like he's like pretend offended by it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So that's it. All right. Well, I'm glad you watched it. Yeah. No. 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 It was, it was real funny. Like that's that's one of those like classic episodes I would put up with any other TV show yeah. that I like. All right. That was funny. So I think we're good. That's it's it's enough. Uh, you stole it all. Give it back, podcast. You will get more of us at a later point. Uh, Thank you to our three listeners, even the offended one. Have a good night.